the Champions League round of 16 is back. And we've got four pretty good fixtures this week. If there was one theme that would unite all these games, I would say this week it is state of mind. Now, the general consensus seems to be that next week's games are more interesting. I, for one, disagree. First of all, I think the Champions League means so much to so many teams. It has that gravitas that even in positions that seem unassailable, a little bit of pressure, a little bit of momentum can make a huge difference. You only have to go back last season for some remarkable second legs. Think about Roma's comeback against Barcelona. Think about Juventus coming back from a 3-0 defeat at home to Real Madrid and almost taking the tie to extra time in the Bernabeu. Even the ties that were decisive in the first leg still had very interesting second legs. I can think of Manchester City versus Liverpool. Yes, Liverpool ultimately prevailed comfortably, but still, there was a lot to excite in the second leg. The same goes for the semi-finals. Uh, Bayern Munich lost the first leg at home, yet made the second leg at the Bernabeu so interesting. Roma got thrashed at Anfield, and yet even they made the second leg exciting, though it was pretty clear that Liverpool were always going to win and after that first leg. So regardless of the scorelines, I think there's plenty to watch out for this weekend. Now, going back to my theme of the state of mind, I find that it's a theme that unites all ties. For example, let's start with Real Madrid versus Ajax Amsterdam. Now, if you remember my preview for the first leg of this game, I talked about how Ajax had dropped off from the scintillating form that they showed in the first four months in the season. Fast forward three weeks, and it seems like the tables have turned. Real Madrid, after beating Ajax Amsterdam, felt like they were in with a genuine shot of not only claiming the Champions League, as they suddenly look like every February, but they also look like a team who could make a serious fist of title fight in La Liga and also had the advantage in the Copa del Rey semi-final against Barcelona after drawing the first leg one all away from home. Instead, they followed up with a lousy defeat at home to Girona and then two consecutive Clásico defeats to Barcelona at home. So, what state of mind are Real Madrid in? Now, the easy thing to say is, it is the Champions League, it is Real Madrid's competition, they'll be fine. And I'm not denying for a second that they remain favourites in this match. But what can't be denied is, all of a sudden, they come into this tie with their whole season hinging on it. Now, people could say it was the same thing last season, but last season, they were never in La Liga's conversation. They were 17 points behind in January, they were knocked out of the Copa del Rey before the semi-finals. So it was obvious from the beginning. But just three weeks ago, Real Madrid were tangibly in all three competitions. Now, all of a sudden, the pressure's on. They're coming to a game on the back of two home defeats. And the Bernabeu crowd isn't always the most helpful in such situations. There's also previous to Real Madrid. I already mentioned the famous quarterfinal last season against Juventus. Even though Real Madrid won away from home, they almost blew it at home. You can go back to 2015 when they won the away leg in Schalke. And then Schalke won 4-3 at the Bernabeu, almost knocking them out at home. So yes, Real Madrid have two away goals. They have the away win. But don't rule out Ajax. Ajax, conversely, when they went in the first leg, they were eight points behind PSV in the Eredivisie. They've now brought the deficit down to just five points with the game in hand. And just last week, put in one of their best away performances in the season in the Dutch 
Cup semi-final against Feyenoord, winning 3-0 in Rotterdam. That was a statement win, considering just three weeks before that, they lost 6-2 to Feyenoord. So their mentality has changed, Real Madrid's mentality has changed, and Ajax are a team that play front-foot football. And teams that play front-foot football, yes, can be defensively vulnerable, but they also always carry a risk and X-factor. I think this game's going to be really close. I still back Real Madrid to prevail because they are Real Madrid and it is the Champions League. But they are in a vulnerable moment and Sergio Ramos is missing. Whether that yellow card in the first leg was deliberate or not, I think that's a big loss. And if Ajax, mobile midfield and attackers can interchange well, there's a very good chance they can cause Real Madrid problems just like they did in the first leg. The key, of course, is the decisiveness in finishing. So we could see an example of a game again where Real Madrid don't really play well but come through. Nevertheless, I expect this game to be very, very exciting. Borussia Dortmund versus Tottenham Hotspur. State of mind, again. Two teams coming into this leg. I remember when I previewed the first leg, I was so excited because these were two teams riding a crest of a wave. I'd say both these teams come into this game now in a pessimistic mood. Tottenham Hotspur haven't won in three Premier League games. Borussia Dortmund lost shockingly due to some comedic defending against Augsburg who relegation threatened in the Bundesliga. And the last away game before that was against last place Nuremberg in the Bundesliga and they drew that 0-0 as well. Having at one point a nine-point lead in the Bundesliga, they now only lead Bayern Munich on goal difference. So both these teams come into this fixture with a bit of pessimism. The good thing for Spurs, of course, is they do have the 3-0 lead from the first leg. But as we saw last season, sometimes funny things can happen. Now, the biggest problem for Borussia Dortmund is, can they keep a clean sheet? And I'm inclined to say no, they can't keep a clean sheet. The defense is too inexperienced. And now with Harry Kane back for Tottenham Hotspur, I just can't see a situation where Spurs don't score. So maybe in a similar way to that Liverpool-Manchester City quarterfinal last season, we can see a first half where Borussia Dortmund give it their all, but ultimately fall short. If the crowd gets behind them, Borussia Dortmund can do miraculous things. And Marco Royce is back. I'm expecting him to make a statement performance because he wants to perform and we notice in the Champions League. But by halftime, if Borussia Dortmund don't have two goals, I think Lucien Favre is going to cut his losses and realize that this is the season to focus on the Bundesliga. Expect Dortmund to race out of the blocks in the first half. But if Spurs keep their cool, which by the way is not always a guarantee, I have to be honest. So, it's, so it is an if with a question mark, but if Spurs keep their cool, I think they'll ride it out. Again though, I do expect to see a lot of fun football in this match. On to Wednesday, Roma versus Porto. Now no one can deny whether you like drama or quality, no one can deny that this game is on a knife edge. There's no game as open-ended in a two-legged competition as a 2-1 scoreline from the first leg where the home team won and the away team has an away goal. Now, the interesting thing is that both these teams on Saturday lost their biggest game of the season. Roma got thrashed by Lazio in the Rome derby in what was, in all honesty, a pathetic performance by the Romans. Porto having at one point established an eight-point league and looking like runaway victors of the Premier League, lost at home to Benfica 
to relinquish the lead of the league for the first time this season. They lost 2-1 at home to Benfica, and now for the first time this season, Benfica are leading the Premier League. It was a huge upset and a huge shock to the system for Porto. So how do these two teams rebound from such devastation? Roma's primary target is not to win the Champions League, but to qualify for the Champions League. Porto's primary target is not to win the Champions League, but to win the Portuguese League. And both of them suffered some really harsh blows on the weekend. So how do they go into this game? You'd have to back Porto to score at home, especially since Musa Marega is now back and Jesus Corona is also back. And Roma, they can be extremely vulnerable away from home and mentally they just provide no guarantees. Yet they do have the spark with the likes of Edin Dzeko and Nicola Zaniolo. I, for one, am not calling this second leg. Again, it's going to come down to state of mind. Probably, who's going to be the least mentally fragile of the two teams? And the final game this week, Paris Saint-Germain versus Manchester United. Probably one of the games of the round when the first legs were coming around now seems like a done deal. In all probability, it will be a done deal because PSG was so good against a full-strength Manchester United, what can they do with a Manchester United that's decimated by suspension and injuries? But therein lies the beauty of sport. We've seen it many times. Sometimes, in the most adverse situations, teams rise up. I still think it takes a lot of imagination to see Manchester United winning in Paris uh, against a PSG that's confident and full of belief. But there are some questions. For example, the likes of Marco Verratti, Presnel Kimpembe, if they get one extra yellow card, will miss the first leg of the quarterfinal. So does that mean they'll play cautiously? I, for one, think that Thomas Tuchel will not encourage such thinking in the PSG camp. But you never know. Also, Romelu Lukaku, in form, could provide a test to Thiago Silva, Presnel Kimpembe, and Thilo Kehrer. You never know. But in midfield, with no Paul Pogba, no Nemanja Matic, and no Ander Herrera, I just can't see the likes of Fred and Scott McTominay making an impression against Paris away from home. It's just very unlikely. Also, Manchester United don't have the defenders that can keep a clean sheet in Paris. So I can see Paris scoring for sure, even if United, through guts and inspiration, managed to score one goal. Stranger things have happened, but I just don't see it. I expect PSG to win. But again, state of mind comes into play. This is a competition that means the world to PSG. Whereas Manchester United have the luxury, and even Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has the luxury, that even if they lose this game, no one's going to criticize them too much, especially after the first leg. They have nothing to lose. So all in all, I think we are set for four very exciting and entertaining Champions League fixtures. Might not capture the imagination of everyone, but there's a lot to observe, and I expect some sparks for sure, because the Champions League in the knockout stages always surprises. Don't write these games off. This is Wasim Parkar on the 98 Teams Microcast.